This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, I'm excited to be talking about teletechnology. We're going to be talking to Kevin Mayer today with Vet Measure, and we'll be right back after these messages. Help your dog from the inside out with Caniotic Daily Probiotic for Dogs. Caniotic's superior and exclusive technology makes it the only dog probiotic from the dog for the dog. Your dog's gastrointestinal tract is important to their well-being, and a daily dose of Caniotic is one easy way you can support it. Caniotic, C-A-N-I-O-T-I-C, is available on Chewy.com. Add it to your cart today and give it a try. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Really excited to talk to Kevin Mayer today from Vet Measure. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. So just so our audience knows who you are, do you mind just telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm an entrepreneur, so I've started uh, multiple companies. Uh, my latest one is Vet Measure, and we're based at Iowa State University Research Park in Ames, Iowa. Prior to that, I founded a company called Global VetLink, which is also based in Ames, and that grew to a point where I decided to sell and um, in decided to start a new company, that measure. So that's kind of a quick background of uh, the, the latest two companies. So I understand Vet Measure is a company that provides a pet wearable device. Do you mind just giving me a little bit of information about what that is? Yes, yeah, so we have a um, device that we started out when, uh, with our research as a collar configuration, and we, we ended up moving to a harness um, that uh, goes around the thoracic cavity. So just behind the front legs of the animal, and uh, we have the ability to work closer to the heart, where the axillary temperature is much more accurate around is underneath underneath the legs. So, it's a configuration in a harness versus a collar, just because of our what we learned going through multiple research studies. So, just to make sure I understand, Measure On is basically a smart harness, and it's for dogs to help track their vitals, such as temperature, heart rate, respiratory rate. So, it's basically a souped-up version of almost like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or something like that. Is that correct? Yes, we have a lot of features that uh, that are beneficial for health metrics in canine, starting with canine. We've also added from the list you just mentioned. We've also added uh, ECG readings. So for heart issues with dogs, uh, we're able to um, collect the ECG data, which can give a veterinarian the information that's really useful to help diagnose an issue. First of all, 
I'm really into my Fitbit. I love my Fitbit. I've been wearing mine for at least the past five to eight years. But I question, is there a lot of growth? Like are pet owners actually interested in a wearable market? What are pet parents actually looking for when it comes to the fitness or the technology out there? Well, it seems that the growth has been primarily with the activity type of um, monitors that are color-based. And the activity monitoring can help deliver some useful data as to the exercise that's you know, similar to what your Fitbit does, number of steps and how, how much ex- exercise activity that animal is getting per day. Uh, so with the um, you know, numbers we've seen is 40% obesity in, uh, in canine in the canine population. So the ability to track activity and, and as they're adjusting diets seems to be a growing trend. So with the vet measure that you have with this measure on harness, does it actually track, quote, steps? We have activity, yes. We have uh, different levels of activity that uh, it does display. So if you're low, medium, hot, medium or high in terms of activity for that, for that particular dog, and then you can also build in a, um, uh, a an alert if the, you're getting too far above or too or if you're below the minimums that were set. And along with that, respiratory heart rate can also be uh, data that's that's where uh, you preset alerts as to whether that's within the range that you expect for that individual animal or if it's you know is out of the range. All right. So you brought up some great points. We estimate that 40 to 60 percent of our dogs and cats in the United States are overweight to obese, which means they're above 20 percent of their body weight. And I know that doesn't sound like 20 percent doesn't sound that much. But remember, if a cat is supposed to weigh 10 pounds and it weighs 12, 13, 14 pounds, that is massively overweight. And we know there's a huge link with medical problems in terms of musculoskeletal problems, osteoarthritis, heart problems, difficulty breathing. So I see so many patients nowadays in the ER vet that are overweight. Now, I know for myself with my Fitbit, I like to get my 10,000 steps a day and it's really motivated me to get up and walk. So I know in human medicine, they're actually using these wearables as a great way of being able to chart how much exercise a person's getting. And they're actually creating these tools so medical doctors can monitor everything, whether or not that's from blood pressure, activity, or weight, or steps. So I love how this idea is hopefully going to decrease the severity of obesity that we're seeing in both our dogs and cats. Now, I did want to ask... I know previous companies have been out there. I used to be on the advisory board for Voice, which was a collar that was similar, and that one didn't end up getting into the market. But what's the difference? What makes a wearable harness different from a collar for a pet owner to be able to monitor at home? Yeah, we started out in the veterinary market, so, so we to validate the product in, in that arena. And as as we start transitioning to pet owners, the real interest uh, that we've learned thus far has been that to be able to have that extended care beyond, so, you know, when they leave the vet practice uh, and then there's been a diagnosis and a treatment assigned to that animal, whether it's a diet change or it's an actual um, oral treatment or injectable treatment, those can be uh, the impact of those and it can be monitored with change if it's related to respiratory, if it's related to the actual heart rate, if it's actually related, related to um, the temperature of the animals. So we're trying to bring the temperature down by a certain treatment. So those are the key 
uh, aspects that uh, we can measure and report back to the veterinarian or and also report directly to the pet owner on, a, on an app. So it, it has an app, it's Wi-Fi enabled. Now tell me, uh, what will wearables, how can they help a pet owner and potentially the veterinarian? The wearables, that, from our perspective, there's been more of a trend moving to harnesses and, and many for outdoor active dogs. And uh, so we really align with that uh, trend uh, with our configuration as a harness. So where it will benefit uh, the pet owners and, and um, just monitoring the patients is that we're able to provide a easy to, you know, easy to put on wearable. And it's, that's got a battery. It's got the electronics in it. As I mentioned, they're connecting with a, with a mobile app. We're able to make it easy for that data to be, dis- to be collected, displayed, and then responded to. Now, I will say as a veterinarian, I don't know if a lot of pet owners are going to wear this, but I will say as an ER vet, I can definitely see how this would be extremely helpful with certain medical conditions. So if you have a post-operative patient, even having one of these in the hospital or sending a pet owner home with one of these so they can monitor if in a dog, the heart rate's above 160 beats per minute. If we're seeing any kind of arrhythmia or if they're panting constantly. Now, dogs with congestive heart failure, if they have a heart murmur, if they have an elevated heart rate, that's oftentimes one of the earliest signals for them about to go into congestive heart failure if they're panting all the time. So it definitely could be really helpful in the ER situation for congestive heart failure for animals that have internal bleeding, that dogs that go home with surgery. Now, is this just for dogs or are you guys thinking about including cats too? We have had multiple inquiries, lots of inquiries about cats. And uh, we're focused on canine to start with because that, you know, population is large. Cat population is certainly very large as well, but uh, we are focused on canine. Kevin, I think that's a great idea. No way will a cat tolerate a harness. So (laughs) most of the time it's going to be so much harder. And it seems like it is a little bit big. Now, do you mind just telling me about pricing? And is this something that you think pet owners will be buying directly or veterinarians will be uh, using in their hospital? Your description of the uh, post-op care is a very good one. That's where we've had the strongest interest among the veterinary practices. And what we see happening next is that pet owners, they could um, either rent or or sell a, a uh, device to their client, and that uh, the price is $495 per harness. Then there's an annual subscription of uh, $60 per year at this moment. And so that is what our pricing is, again, through the veterinary practice, and there could be direct purchases as we advance uh, further into the pet owner market. We'll be right back after these important messages. As a dog owner and veterinarian, I spoil my own dog, Milo. Not only does he get to sleep on my bed, but he gets his pick of treats whenever we go to the pet store. I want to take great care of him as he pays it back tenfold in loyalty and affection. I want to keep him as happy and healthy as possible. That's why I like to give him a dental treat that offers more. Daily Dose is a two-in-one dual benefit dog chew that supports dental hygiene and full body health. With Daily Dose, your dog gets a daily dental scrub and powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by veterinarians to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. It comes in four types, available for joint, skin, 
heart health, or calming. What I like about them, they have ingredients that I'd recommend as a veterinarian, and they're made in the USA. To help keep your dog happier and healthier, try Daily Dose, because one chew a day may keep your veterinarian away. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code ERVET. That's E-R-V-E-T. It's more than a treat. It's a treatment. One chew a day for happier, healthier dog ears. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet and Pet Life Radio. We're talking to Kevin Mayer from Vet Measure about monitoring our pets at home with new technology. So if you have a dog, you're trying to see how active they are, there are the equivalent of Fitbits out there where we can potentially monitor our patients with technology. So I love the fact that there's some of these wearables out there. I love how they're paired with being able to have the veterinarian access the data and for the pet parent to be able to see it. And I do think this could be really helpful, especially with post-surgical cases. And I'm always amazed how technology can actually improve our quality of care for veterinarians. It lets pet owners be able to call a vet back and say, yep, my dog's heart rate is 160 or what should I do? My dog's panting all the time. But this actually gives us tangible data that we can look at because I had already mentioned a lot of our pets are so obese. I love the fact that it has an activity monitor just because we need to walk our dogs more and commit to exercising our cats more, even five minutes with a laser pointer once a day or even once a week will help immensely. And again, that's because we see so many problems related to medical obesity. So please make sure to take the time to talk to your veterinarian about ways where you can keep your dog and cat healthier and knowing that there's technology out there that can potentially help with this. Now, you had mentioned canine obesity, you had mentioned post-surgical cases, and I know that you're at Iowa State University. Is Iowa implementing this in their ICU or are they looking at technology in any way? We have actually uh, worked with multiple universities. We did some initial research at Iowa State University. Colorado State University is where we license the technology, so we've had quite a bit of activity with Colorado State. That's where we have our manufacturing engineering as well as in Colorado. And we've had other universities that uh, we've been working with as well. If a pet owner or dog owner uses this harness at home, is it an easier way to be able to pick up on whether or not their dog is feeling sick or under the weather? Or are there any parameters that you guys recommend bringing their pet into the vet ER or to their own veterinarian based off these parameters? There's been an increasing interest in how can a pet owner provide some basic data for the veterinarians to analyze or to um, be aware of prior to a visit as, as we're learning more and more about the growth in, in the uh, telehealth area. So I think what we're hearing and from companies that are they're expanding into telehealth, telemedicine, there's a way to help bridge. If there's a way that we can help bridge the relationship between the pet owner and the veterinarian through our technology, that seems to be a growing interest. They, they see us as being a unique configuration that uh, has a very uh, valid methodology of collecting vitals and being able to share that uh, with the pet owner and 
in with a veterinarian. So that's that's just the business model that we've created. I love it. You know, years ago, I went to the CES conference, which is a consumer technology association conference. And I saw all the new products and technologies that were coming down the pipeline when it comes to veterinary medicine and to pets. And in full disclosure, I will say that I use an automatic kitty litter box, a a litter robot. And I love to look at the app and see how many times my cat has actually used the litter box. And I know that sounds weird. Who cares about how often your cat goes to the litter box? Well, it's actually medically important. So technology actually can help us as both pet owners and as veterinarians. Most cats will typically use a litter box two to four times a day. But if all of a sudden you see that your cat is going into the litter box 10, 20, 30 times a day, something is medically wrong and you need to get to your veterinarian right away. And so if you're not sure how to set these alerts, you should always talk to your veterinarian or your veterinary nurse because they can say four to five times. So a litter box is normal. 50 visits to a litter box in one day is not normal. You need to get to the vet. Well, same exact thing here with technology. I start to care if I see a dog's heart rate go below 60 beats per minute or go above 160 beats per minute because sometimes that heartbeat is too slow because they're having an arrhythmia, or if they have a medical problem, like if they have internal bleeding, or they're painful, or something serious medically is going on, their heart rate will be 160, 170, 180 at home. So these are great guidelines that we need to know, and we want you as a pet owner to know, because that's when you wanna call your vet, or get to the vet, or get to the ER vet, even if it's in the middle of the night. If you notice all of a sudden, that maybe you're out for dinner and the activity is spiking, your dog is constantly moving and they're usually a sloth at home and they don't walk too much. Well, you wanna find out what's going on because maybe they're pacing, maybe they're anxious, maybe they have a bloated stomach. So love how we can have some metrics where we can actually determine at home whether or not you need to get to the ER vet. So really important that we look at how wearables can help us in veterinary medicine and help between that pet, the pet owner and the veterinarian. Now, do you mind just leaving some other tips of telemedicine? I know it's a growing consumer market right now. Uh, Where else do you potentially see telemedicine helping in veterinary medicine in the next couple of years, especially with COVID going on? Well, I think there's a lot of opportunities that um, when pet parents have a dog that is overly anxious, when he goes into the car or goes into a vet practice, We learned that there's a lot of interest in being able to have this non-invasive at-home measurements going on rather than uh, disrupting that that animal and uh, perhaps, you know, moving to an environment where they just will have out-of-range heart rate that you just mentioned. Perhaps it's uh, elevated artificially because of anxiety or because of, you know, just uh, uneasiness. So the growth in telemedicine, I really believe, opens the door for a lot of improved interaction between the vet veterinarian practice and the pet owner and uh, provides that uninterrupted data, non-invasive real-time data that can be a real benefit to help diagnose and recommend uh, whether that animal should be brought in right away or uh, a treatment could be prescribed in, in the proper scenario. Now, I noticed there are uh, three sized harnesses when it comes to the vet measure. And when it comes to that, you obviously want to check with a veterinarian or check with the company to make sure it's snug enough that it's tracking appropriately. Again, nice to know that there's a way for us to be able to monitor our pets 
and our patients' vitals remotely. And, you know, with COVID going on, most veterinarians are actually curbside, which means that a lot of pet owners can't come into the veterinary clinic, or they may be more hesitant because they have a hard time getting an appointment. And that's multifactorial. That's because veterinary clinics are really busy right now because the whole world has adopted and rescued a bunch of animals, which is fantastic. But Please be aware, if you ever have any questions, you always want to consult with your veterinarian, but great to know that we can track our vitals and be able to see what the heart is doing with these electrocardiograms or ECGs from home. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate all the technology and the updates uh, that are coming down the pipeline. Thank you very much. We really appreciate your time and, and the invitation today. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or on Instagram, or email me any of your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank our guests, Kevin Mayer from Vet Measure and Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.